Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, good to have you with us. Hour number two, right out to your calls. Jay Gruden coming up in about a half an hour. Our buddy Sean in Connecticut is with us in the leadoff spot to start this hour. Sean, how are you, pal? I'm good, Chris. I'm not letting this joke of a franchise affect me um, anymore. Um, Atta boy. And and, and both you and I should point this out. Both you and I are going to get together and have a little good time at the Army-Navy game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to watch some guys who actually play with heart, grit, and toughness and who actually care about the game. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um but yeah, a couple of things. Jonathan Allen, at this point, I don't care if he's on this. Like the the thing that's surprising me the most, and I've never had this happen um, to me, is like the farther we get into the season, the less and less people I like that I want on the team. Like, so, like I looked at the roster about half an hour ago, and there are maybe like two or three people, in, and that includes Tress Way that I would want on this team next year. And and I was thinking about it. One of the things that really bothers me is that uh, it just seems like it, it, people give Ron all this credit for, for coming in and establishing some sort of culture just because of – like, first of all, he, he knew what he was getting into. Obviously, I, I'm not saying any off the field – like, or maybe – I'm not saying anything with his personal life. I'm not going to, like, hold that again because that would just be – that's just wrong. Right. I'm saying with Snyder and only football-related stuff, he knew what he was getting into, and he gets, he gets paid a lot of money. I don't feel bad for him at all. And so these people, they come in and they're like, oh, well, we got to give Ron credit because he established some sort of culture. What culture? This team has quit like the, what it feels like the, every year. Like the Cardinals are more competitive than us. It, it's just ridiculous. Like this I don't it, – it's, it's, it's Washington football, and it's been so bad my entire life, but they find new ways to just blow my mind every single week and every single year. Like, I'm, I don't want to get much into the game because I'm not surprised that Ron put a rookie man coverage on Tyreek Hill, which is just like, do you have a brain? Well, so on, on top it, of that, again, on top of that, it was not Kendall Fuller. 
it was not Benjamin yeah. St. Juice. It's Quan freaking Martin. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect yeah. the kid to do against Tyreek Hill, especially, I assume, when you're when you're telling him not to line up in, in press and jam yeah. Tyreek Hill off the line to reroute him a little bit. For crying out loud, they did everything they could possibly wrong in every which way on that one play, the third play yeah. of the game. And it, it's, it's, I got a Terry McLaurin jersey at the beginning of the season. I mean, not the beginning, a couple weeks in, because there was a, a good deal. And I was, I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about this guy. Hopefully, you never know with Washington, but hopefully he seems like he could be a, a Washington guy for life. I don't have to worry about that. Now I'm at the point where it's like I'm checking if I can, if I have the, if I have, I, I'm not, this is no shot to Terry. I still love Terry, but. I don't know if he's going to be on this team next year. And quite frankly, if you would have told me at the beginning of this year, how would you feel if Terry McLaurin wasn't on the team next year? I would be very upset. Like, oh, typical Washington. Can't keep the only guys that are good. But now it's just like it, it, it speaks to the drasticness of this situation. This team is an absolute joke. And it's 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 Snyder's gone, and I know it's it, and I'm, the one last thing I want to end off on is I see these people saying, well, oh, the Texans turn it around in one year, and blah blah blah. You could say that about the Lions. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking more about the Texans. The Texans have been bad for several years, and they've been able to accumulate. And obviously, D'Amico Ryan, he deserves all the credit. He's an, he seems like an amazing coach. He seems like he's got his players. They want to play for him. I love seeing his passion on the sideline. It's so refreshing. Um, it, but it just like I think what people don't realize sometimes, and I'm not. I'm, this is by no means a defense of these bums running this team right now. But it, it's 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 easier. Like how can how do I want to put this uh, to end up? Um, it's harder. Like. People are saying that the Texans turned around, and that's not true. But also, it doesn't take five years to build culture or change every. It just, uh, I'm sorry, this isn't the smoothest call I've ever had. I right. just like, I'm. I mean, I, I I hear the passion and the anger in you, so you know, I understand. I mean, yeah. you know, and you yeah. haven't been it's dealing just, with I'm, it as long as many others, but you know, I know the team means a lot to you. Yeah, I don't know. It, they're my favorite team by far. Like, by far. It, it's not even, obviously, a huge Army fan, but, like, I would, like it, 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 it's, it's, it's not even close. And it just it blows my mind how this team seems to reach a new low every single year. And I'm just, yes, we don't have Snyder anymore. We got a new owner. We're looking up. The, the, but I am sick of saying, oh, we had this small sliver of hope. I want to see some progress on the field i want to see 10 wins we haven't had a winning record in seven years i'm sick of this chris thank you have a great day i hear you sean i feel the passion i i understand the frustration let's go to uh aaron in suitland next up on the team 980 afternoon aaron how are you hey afternoon chris thanks for taking my call you got it hey man listen he the guy just said that you know there's maybe two guys that he would keep next year well, I have seven and a possible two, right? And other than that, everybody else can be gone and 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 good luck with their careers. Listen, man, I, I don't understand why people have a problem with how based off of his professional career and what he had to endure. You know, my biggest concern right now is we deal with how 
the way that we deal dealt with the guy from Cousins. Okay, we 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 can't let talent get away from us. Here, let me ask you a question, Chris. Who is your MVP this year? Which Redskin or Commanders player is your MVP based off of what they've done? This guy leads the league in passing yards Mm -hmm. because we have the greatest wide receivers in the NFL because we have the greatest uh, uh, O-line in the NFL, correct? You're you're obviously being sarcastic about those last two points, yes. Right, right, right. But but the last last Redskin commander quarterback Mm -hmm. that led the league in passing yards was Sammy Barr. Yeah. In well, I would also say they lead the league in pass attempts, too, So uh, unless that changed e- yesterday because there was a lower amount of pass attempts. But the point being, I think that you're trying to make, is that he is it. He's the guy that has fought the hardest, that has been probably the most courageous, toughest, scrappiest, um, may, you, you know, maybe shown <laughs> the most fire, what have you. And I give you all the off, off plat. Like the, the, the second touchdown yesterday was quite honestly absurd. I mean, that's fourth and three. He's got three guys basically trying to lasso him around the neck and the head, and he still scrambles away and runs for uh, uh, how many yards on the touchdown? Uh, I want to say 15, Seven, but eight. I could be wrong. Um, uh, 13, 13, 13. So, so I, I mean, listen, I understand all of that. The problem for me is the, the sacks, obviously, for the first half of the year, and now the interceptions have been a big part of the last, you know, uh, month or so, and three games with a pick six in each one of those games. So I can't necessarily just hand him a silver platter and say, here, you're the best player on this team. You're the MVP of this team because I look and I say, I need a little bit more consistency. So because of that, I would probably go Brian Robinson, but even Brian Robinson, because he wasn't used by design early in the year, his numbers aren't going to be all that impressive, especially if he's got to miss some time now, even after the buy with the hamstring injury. Chris, I, I understand what you're saying, you know, fully. And and maybe it is Brian Robinson, okay? But our strength should be our wide receivers, not so much our running game. That should be our strength. You know, yesterday we saw two plays where they used Gibson out of the backfield. They used Samuels, you know, out of the backfield. And it's like, why haven't they – why weren't they creative, you know, all year long, creating mismatches, you know, like that? It just it, it, it makes no sense to me. And then lastly, Ron Rivera, you know, this is our quarterback, so on and so forth. This guy had, had how buried under the bench behind Wentz and Heineke. I mean, please, let's just fire him today. Please, let's just get yeah. rid of him, Here, and then maybe we can move forward. Here's the deal, and Aaron, I appreciate the phone call and the passion. I hear you, man. They're not going to fire him today. I mean, they would have done so already. They're not going to. They don't want to be considered bad guys. Everyone knows, including Ron himself, everyone knows that four weeks from today, he's getting fired. Is it four weeks from today or is it five weeks from today? I guess it's five weeks from today. They have four games. Yeah, four games still left. But you get my point. Everyone knows, including Ron himself. I mean, everyone knows. There is not a shred of doubt. But for whatever reason, and it's probably the right call, 
this ownership group does not want to appear impatient and cutthroat because then the image of the organization is at least similar in nature to how it was viewed from the outside by most, which was, you know, Dan would fire anybody, which wasn't true in the latter part of his tenure. Dan would fire anybody and everyone the second they he was mad. They don't want to overreact. They know what they have to do. They know what they will do. They know what is the right thing to do. And again, everyone, I think, in that building understands and if they don't, they're naive and they're out to lunch and their head's in a, in, a, in a sand bucket. Everyone knows what's coming. So does it matter if they do it today or a month from now? Not my eyes. I mean, not really. Not my eyes. Uh, let's go to, uh, where are we going here? Uh, Billy is in Chantilly. What's up, Billy? How are you? Chris, uh, good afternoon. Listen, I, w- I would first thing I'd say is over at uh, headquarters, the, the group might want to let Terry know that football is not a cardio sport. You're not jogging around. The idea is to sprint every play. So maybe if he started running a little faster, he might catch a few more balls. So that would be my feedback for Terry's comment. Listen, if you are smart enough to spend $6 billion on a football team, then you have to be smart enough to review what it is that you're buying and we can all agree that josh has got to be a pretty smart guy so let's assume that josh took a look at the team before he bought it and knew ron was here and now the problem here with josh and i disagree with what you just said i think the the rash move is to continue to have the team operate the way it is versus firing ron because i think holding on to ron is telling me and the rest of us that are listening and the rest of us that have cared about this team for the last 40-plus years, myself as a fan, that this is okay. This is not okay. And, Josh, if this is okay for you, and, Magic, this is okay for you, this garbage that you're putting on your field, then take your mustard and cranberry team and move them to Oakland or move them to Salt Lake City. Or, Josh, do us a favor. We won't wait 24 years. Sell the team now. Let's bring in somebody who cares, Chris, because this is awful. It's a disgrace, and he is wasting an opportunity in owning this team and letting them perform the way they are on the field. Gutless, gutless performance all year. Thank you, Billy. Mustard and cranberry. Have we heard that before? I mean, I always called the uniform pants that they used to wear under Bruce Allen the French's yellow mustard pants. Have we heard mustard and cranberry? I don't know. I, I'm not sure if that's been that's claimed by anyone, but that's a good one. Billy was fired up. Billy's always usually fired up. 2-3-0-1-2-3-0-0-9-80. We'll lead off next segment with Paulie. We'll see if he can avoid the gong for a third day in a row. We'll see. That's a very, very, very dicey proposition right here on a Motown Misery Monday. Jay Gruden about 15 minutes or so away. And we'll continue along with your phone calls right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Jay Gruden coming up in a little bit. We'll get his expert analysis on all that went wrong. Did you see Tyree Kill, who I was with yesterday after the game? He uh, basically called out Grant Paulson on Twitter. So Paulson, who, and I love Grant, but Grant thinks he knows everything, kept talking about how bad the throw was on the second touchdown of the game, the one that Tyreek Hill beat Kendall Fuller on. And he even tweeted so much to say yesterday, this is one of the coolest plays I've seen live. I cannot stress how bad this throw was and how amazing this play by Hill is. I never really heard of Grant Paulson. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, Don't do that to me. The tweet continues. He's got Fuller beat so badly, he just flips his hips and goes and gets the ball over the wrong shoulder. And he has the video basically saying what what Grant thinks he sees, right? And what he's calling a terrible throw by Tua. Now listen, I wouldn't say that it was a terrible throw. Was it a great throw by Tua? No. Was it a uh, on-target throw by T- uh, No. Not at least in my perception. But Tyreek Hill retweeted or retagged or whatever Grant's tweet with the video and said, bad take. I ran my route wrong. Tua threw the ball exactly where I was supposed to be. He noticed my angle, put enough airtime on it just to give me time to adjust. Now, Tyreek Hill didn't kill Grant, but he did say bad take because, and it remi- and the reason why I'm bringing this up is 
remember, what we think we see isn't always what we, sh- what we should have seen. What we think about a certain situation isn't always the way it is. This is a perfect case in point. So the reason why I tie that in is because I've been very critical of what happened on the first touchdown with Tyreek Hill. How in the world could you have Quan Martin playing on a third and two out of the slot with no safety help over the top? I mean, Cam Curl was playing in, you know uh, on the other side of the beltway, for God's sakes. I mean, no safety help over the top. Third and two, third play of the game, no jam, and and it's Quan freaking Martin. It's not even Danny Johnson who's been in the league for a couple of years. It's Quan freaking Martin. Yes, he was a second-round pick, but he's played like 100 snaps on defense. Like, to me, that made no sense. So I kept saying, hey, what am I missing here? Am I missing something? Please tell me that I'm an idiot. I was inviting people to tell me I was an idiot. And that I was missing something. Nobody has told me that I was wrong. So I asked Tyreek Hill yesterday. Now, he softly deflected, you know, my answer about the Quan Martin element of it. But he basically said they were disrespecting him by playing man coverage with no safety help over the top. But he also, and he's correct, if you look at it from an all-22 perspective, he kept pointing out, Devin A-Chain had beaten Jamin Davis like a, like a drum on the other side of the formation. And Tua had his choice. Okay, but that still doesn't absolve. You know, and, 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 and the safety, Cam Curl, was cheated and was, was shaded way over to that side of the field. It still doesn't absolve the fact that they literally had Devin A-Chain and Tyreek Hill on, both, on two sides of the formation one-on-one, and both smoked their opponent, yeah, their defender, it- and, and, and you only had one safety that could help. And they went to the win where, of course, they saw the safety shaded over, and they said, oh, boom, let's go to Tyreek. That is, in fact, a moment that makes things worse. It does not make the situation yeah, better. Right. It makes it right. worse for us. Right, exactly. All right, I just wanted to point that out. Let's go to Pauly uh, and get him aboard here, and then we'll get to uh, you guys as well at 301-230-0980. Pauly, how are you? I found sunshine on a cloudy day. Hell to the W, man. Pauly, I, I, I like when you're happy. I like when you're nice to start your phone call. You're an idiot. <laughs> you wanted somebody to tell you it didn't go. You're an idiot, Chris. <laughs> hey, look, man. <laughs> hey, look, man. No, no, no. The second touchdown was more egregious than the first touchdown. And I'm going to tell you why. Right? Because the second touchdown, you know, unless you got Sean Taylor, rest in peace to the GOAT, unless you got Sean Taylor in the middle of the field, you should never be running a single high safety with Tyreek Hill on the field. Unless you have your safety shaded to Tyreek Hill, to his side, right? Now, they was in the single house safety. It was almost like Santana Moss uh, Monday night against the Cowboys with Roy Williams. Okay, you think he's fast enough to get over there against me? Okay. But look, look, if you remember correctly, right, they went deep on the play before that against the same formation. 
and they came right back to it. So that's why that was more egregious. We just went deep on the single high safety, which Tyreek Hill was open. You know what I mean? They just didn't connect. They came right back the next play and scored mm-hmm. the touchdown. Yeah. So to me, that was even more egregious than you know the Quan Martin stuff. I mean, I mean, come on. I, but, I guess the reason why I didn't think it was as egregious is because at least you could make the argument. Okay, it's Kendall Fuller getting smoked there, and the other thing is, you, you know, you kind of look at the loop motion that they run. You know, so maybe that throws off something. I don't know, Paulie, but I, I mean, either way, I mean, it was all bad. Either way, dude, it was all bad. But look, Kendall Fuller getting smoked—that was like a Ferrari racing up against a Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. But look, look, look. But the whole thing is, man. The, the one dude he brought up, Dan Snyder, who was that Sean and his little rant or whatever. Yeah. He, was talking about, he brought up Dan Snyder, and that's really the problem. We was all happy and everything. We had they had to cook out and the, and how Josh Harris was giving away beers and all that other stuff. But even though Dan Snyder is gone, you know, what I mean, his hands are still on the team in Ron Rivera. So until we they clean house completely from all that, this this is what we get from behind all that. That's all it is, man. You know what I mean? John Allen, man, he kicked rocks. I told y'all. Didn't I tell you this, Rufio, or or, or um before the trade deadline? I think I you said, did. Yeah. Trade Jonathan Allen. Yeah. I said trade Jonathan Allen. Trade him. He got value now. Get rid of him. He's not a leader. He's not even a, 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 a really a, a all pro player or pro ball, whatever you want to call. It. He's a okay. He's a good player. He's solid. He has his moments from time to time, but he's not a team leader because a team leader would have got up there in that locker room yesterday and on the junkies this morning and said, man, we're having a tough season. That's what it is. It's a tough season. But you know what? I'm coming to work tomorrow, and I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to inspire my teammates to try to work hard, and let's try to uh, uh, end these four games with our, with our heads held high. We might not win a lot of them, but we're going to go out there with our heads held high and, and play hard. That's what he should have said. Not talking about what he deserves in his career. You know who deserves the Super Bowl ring? The Dan Marino deserved the Super Bowl ring. That's who deserved the Super Bowl ring. You know, when, when Reggie White left the Eagles and went to the Packers because God told him, he deserved the Super Bowl ring. Not you, John Allen. No, you, you don't deserve to come up here and tell us that you're tired. I've been tired of this for 24 years. All right? I've been a fan since 80, 81. You know what I mean? Don't tell me what you deserve. And you really think, well, you could go. Because I told y'all they should have traded him. That, they should have just blew it all. Everybody who had an expiring contract and had some value, they should have traded. That's how you reset this team. Told y'all this was a bad team. And John Allen, I ain't got no respect for him no more. No more. You could go. And if I'm Josh Allen, Magic John, whoever, I got a check mark next to your name. You could be the first person on the trade block before the draft. I'll tell you that right now. Jay Gruden, shut up. Stay off of Twitter. You got a lot of nerve talking about. I saw you going after my guy, Jay. Because he's talking about Ron Rivera's culture. He tried to joke for the five. Jay Gruden will ever talk about another team's culture. Well, because your team culture was bad, too. Ask Capri Bibbs. See everybody brings everybody brings that up, but but here's but here here's the here's the one thing I'll say about Jay. I mean, his team was competitive every year. They, they were, were, I mean, weren't no competitive every Yes, they year. were. They was, I mean, outside of so, year one, where which was a disaster. No, I mean, no, even in even in seventeen and eighteen, they were seven and nine with a they chance to be eight and eight on the they, final game of the season. Man, no, come on, that was mediocre, and we were really bad. 
Listen, I, the only thing I give Jay credit for is, and I say this to anybody who – if they, nobody wants to talk about Jay, but if somebody does, I'll say this. His passing game was A-plus. That's it. Okay. That's it. All right. His passing game concept was A-plus. All right. Thank That's you, Paul. It. I got I to run. I, I got to run. Good call. Uh, I gotta... <laughs> and he still got caught. <laughs> That was not me. If he doesn't get to end it with uh, hail to the W, that considers that's considered a gong. <laughs> All right, let's get a quick trending alert right here, right now. All right, Kenny Pickett officially out for the Steelers moving forward for at least several weeks. High ankle sprain surgery this morning. They are on Thursday night football this week against the woeful New England Patriots. Mitch Trubisky going to be their starting quarterback. Yikes. Tonight on Monday night football, of course, no Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals who come in at 5-6. and six. Jacksonville Jaguars, the host at 8-3. and three. Catch it here on the team. 980. Meanwhile, the Capitals finish up their Western Swing Road Trip tonight in Tempe, Jeff Walker. Tempe, not Temp. Tempe, Arizona, where uh, I guess the Arizona Coyotes still play in a 5,000-seat arena. Catch it on 106.7 of the fam and the Odyssey app. And that's what is trending. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, it is a Motown Misery Monday in the nation's capital. Another disheartening effort, performance, loss, everything. 45-15, to 15, the final score yesterday for the Miami Dolphins uh, ahead of Ron Rivera for now and the Washington Commanders. 45-15, second consecutive game. The Commanders have allowed 45 points. Third consecutive game in which Sam Howell has thrown a pick six to break it all down with us as he does each and every Monday at this time is our guy, the former head coach of the Washington Redskins, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted <clears throat> Britt automotive group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop the mall at Ted Britt. Dot com. Hello, Jay. How are you, sir? Chris, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Better than the commanders, I can tell you that much, which is pretty much what I answered <laughs> almost every Monday. Uh, I hope you are uh, as well. Um, all right, so let's start there. Well, actually, let's before we get into whatever the nitty-gritty of the game is, because I do have some specific questions for you, uh, your tweet, uh, I think it was last night, is getting a lot of traction, as many of yours uh, do, when you said, uh, at coach underscore Jay Gruden, you said, four to five years now, figured culture 
would have been the difference. I, I see you're catching a lot of shrapnel on Twitter. Not a surprise. Uh, people are angry. People are frustrated, whatever. Uh, they blame you. They don't blame you. What, whatever the case might be. I guess long and short of it is what you're trying to get at is, hey, man, they promised a culture change. They promised to clean up the carnage, the wreckage of whatever the 2019 season left behind. And here we are, and it's the same damn story. Is is that right? Yeah, yeah basically. You know, I kind of that was kind of my uh, going away present was the horrible culture I left behind, which yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. But you know, uh, you know, a lot of people said it. And, um, well, I just reacted to it. I just thought after four or five years, they'd have the right people in there, and it'd be a much better place. And it looks like it's worse. I think people were more mad. If I could just say this for myself and how I remember it. I think people were more mad at at Bruce, who after firing you after the 0-5 start, said the culture is damn great, good or whatever uh, he, he said. You know, like I think people were more mad about that quote and that statement. And maybe what you're, I guess, trying to say is, yeah, it, maybe Bruce was over the top, but, it, but you didn't leave behind the mess that I guess the perception is that you left behind. No, I thought we left around some uh, pretty good core nucleus of players. Personally, obviously, we had quarterback issues, but, uh, you know, most teams do when coaches right. get fired, and that's why you just keep working and keep plugging and try to get the right guy in there. But I thought defensively we got a lot better uh, than when I got uh, when I picked up the team, and we had some offensive skill in place and offensive linemen in place. And, um, yeah, so I just I just didn't think it was that bad. We had some bad characters. Every team has some characters right. that, you know, when you're losing, they hit the media and sure. make you look bad. But sure. um, but for the most part, I thought the core nucleus was good. Terry McLaurin's, the Payne, the Allens, the uh, Sweats, the, you know, Brandon Sheriff was still there. Cole mm-hmm. Holcomb was still there. Terry McLaurin, I, you know, so I thought we had some pretty good players. Yeah, there's no doubt that you guys left, uh, you know, the cupboards uh, maybe not completely full, but but certainly stopped. There's no doubt about that, and it just hasn't equaled out for whatever reason. And I guess it goes to show you, you know, like you can have nice people and you can have good choir boys and people not get in trouble, but it doesn't mean you're going to win games at this level. And I, I think this year, you know, like like – I guess the results of the first three years under Ron mildly surprised me. I, I thought they would have been better. This is shocking to me, Jay, that the bottom has fallen out so badly this year. Yeah, me too, especially on defense. That's the, this is the most confusing thing that I, I think of the season. You know, offensively, I actually thought they would struggle a little bit with the first-year quarterback sure. starting for his first time, and they have some offensive line issues like by golly, we have to address that at some point. Mm-hmm. Obviously not a big focal point at tight end, of the physical tight end, which I've mentioned many, many times they have to address at some point. So I figured they'd struggle a little bit, but, you know, Sam Howell's showing some toughness. But defensively, they they are, are they're not good. They can't stop the run. Um, they don't get a pass rush. They can't cover. Uh, they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, they just they just don't look like they, they're in sync. They don't look like they're fast. They don't look like they're tough. I'm not going to say they're not tough, but they just don't. I don't know. They just don't look like an NFL defense right now. They look confused. They look like they're, you know, they're just not playing where they're supposed to play and how they're supposed to play. Just it's just weird watching them on tape. Yeah, and and it's really looked like that for a large part of the year. But that brings us specifically to a couple of things from an X and O perspective that I wanted to ask you. If you're um, look, we know how good Tyreek Hill is. We know how fast he is. We know how smart Mike McDaniel is. Tua, all of that. But is there any chance? that 
on third and two, you're running Quan Martin or second-round rookies played maybe 100 defensive snaps one-on-one with Tyreek Hill with no safety help over the top. When you're talking about simplifying the defense and the change that was made from Del Rio to Ron calling plays, is there any chance you're allowing that? And, and like, what would be the impetus for that? It was a unique coverage check. You know, they went to empty. They put Mozart outside, and Jamin Davis went outside to the weak side of the formation. Tyreek Hill was on a strong side of the formation at number two. And uh, the rookie was playing outside leverage about five yards off. And once once Mozart went outside, Jamin Davis gave a signal to safety, hey, I need some help. So they, like, clouded Mozart over Mm -hmm. there, which left no safety in the middle for the poor rookie to cover Tyreek Hill from five yards off. And sure enough, lo and behold, Tyreek just ran right, right by him. And... It was very unique coverage. And then on the second one, you know, Percy Butler, you know, he's a middle he's a middle safety. I mean, you can't let – you have to be deeper than the deepest at all times. And mm-hmm. he let Tyreek run right by him and right by Kendall Fuller for another long one. So, those big plays, you just can't give up to the Miami Dolphins. You have to force two to, to check the ball down every now and then and, and try to hit it in between seams like he does a great job of. You know, they're going to hit you some way, but you can't give up those 50, 60 yarders. Uh, is that um... – I mean, because, you know, again, part of the criticism against Jack was the big plays, of course, and that his system was maybe too confusing, too many checks, what have you. So I would assume there's not a whole lot of communication that I, or blown communication that I could see here. Maybe there was. It looks more like this is just bad design and, and maybe asking players that just not simply aren't capable of doing this or did the dolphins again dictated especially on the first one by putting a chain on the other side of the formation as you described yeah i think yeah i think so i think when you have that play and you have h and run on a go ball you're looking at and, and tyreek's at number two running a stomp route which we call it a stomp down the down the inside edge of the numbers your job as a quarterback for a single high you're going to read that safety if he cheats over to tyreek then they would have h and or boats or whoever it was running right by jamon davis so that's when the safety cheated over to help um, linebacker out there, Jamin Davis, and when Tua saw that, then he went right to Tyreek and just launched it. So it was a pick your poison. I would like to have seen the safety stay high in the middle of the field and read the quarterback's eyes. And once he, you know, turned his shoulders to launch it, then he could have broken, maybe be in a position to break it up. Jay Gruden with us again. Make sure you follow him. He's very, very, very entertaining. At Coach underscore Jay Gruden on Twitter with us on the BetQL guest hotline uh, each and every Monday at 2.30. From an offensive standpoint, third straight game, Sam Howell pick six, so obviously that's not bad. Uh, I think he only got sacked three times, but he was under pressure a lot and and maybe seemingly more in yesterday's game than than recent games. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I, we can we can debate that, but Jay, it seems like he's regressing. Certainly not even stable, and certainly not progressing. Is that what you see? I see a, a fire drill on every snap when he goes back to pass. It, it's 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 not good. Um, the protection is poor, and he is this poor guy. He's he's playing his tail off, man. I have a lot of respect for Sam Howell and the way he plays and the way he competes. He's a great competitor, but he just needs some help. I mean, from a system standpoint, from a protection standpoint. Um, everything. He's just not getting a lot of help. It's just, Sam, you go out there and scramble, try to find somebody open. I mean, if he couldn't run, if he couldn't move, I don't know if they would have got a completion. I mean, the scrambles he had to uh, to the running back, Antonio Gibson, he scrambled out there. He had another scramble for a first down on the first drive of the game. Um, you know, the 
first third down, he scrambles, gets his first down. The second third down, it's a clear all-out blitz. They have no answer. He gets hit right in the face and throws an incompletion. Mm. So, you know, the, the release screen that he throws a pick six on, they don't touch the end, and both the receivers on the outside are looking for the ball. They're not blocking. It's just a weird dynamic of what's going on this late in the season there seems to be a lot of protection issues and a lot of uh, miscommunication as far as receivers and backs all right so so the 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 protection issues have been an issue throughout the year uh sometimes on the offensive line sometimes on sam what have you so maybe we shouldn't be surprised by that but you just brought up the wide receivers they're not blocking they're not uh, seemingly there's confusion if you're going to run a quick game with uh, horizontal and 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 sideways uh, screens, right? You've got to have those receivers ready and 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 able to cut somebody down or at least obstruct somebody. And Andrew Wiley's got to play that a little bit better, does he? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of times when you throw a screen to the number two receiver, like it was intended, that the tackle has got to go out and attack the defensive end. Mm-hmm. You can't let them uh, be in position to, to to get that pick. You got to be aggressive with them and go out and get them and get his hands down. So yeah, it, it's just tough, you know. It's just uh, it, it just seems like you can't blame one person on offense. A lot of times it's a guard. A lot of times it's the center. Sometimes it's the tackles are getting bull rushed. Sometimes it's a miscommunication by the route runners. Um, Sam misses a throw from time to time. But it, this poor guy, he is he is playing his tail off. He just needs to get a little help around him. And the running game actually worked out pretty good towards the end. They were able to run the ball, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. But you know they were up. They were down by thirty. Well, so they were up. <laughs> all right. So let me. Have... <laughs> <laughs> At least they got the running game going. <laughs> So <laughs> that leads me into my next question, okay? Because I was bitching about this uh, last hour. So you tell me if I'm crazy here. They ran the ball 15 times, 14 by design because you had the the, the tush push touchdown, whatever. Uh, but 14 by design, 15 times overall in the first half, uh, and then they ran the ball 13 times. I think all by design, all by call in the second half without Brian Robinson. When you're getting blown out 31-7 at the start of the half, and it's 38-7 five minutes into the third quarter. Does something there smell fishy in terms of Ron maybe taking control? Uh, and 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 putting his fingerprints on the offense and maybe taking away some of the freedoms of EB, or is that just because the the passing offense was so out of whack, so out of rhythm that they were just trying to save face? How do you kind of meet that out? Yeah, I think you're right on the second part. I think when you see Sam Howell come to the sideline with his face mask crooked and his helmet off, uh, and he's you know his jersey's all dirty. I think, hey man, let's give this guy a break. He's mm-hmm. taking a beating. Let's go ahead and hand the ball off and get the hell out of here. Okay. You know, try to get something going, try to get some physicality with our offensive line, get them come off the ball instead of pass blocking or lack of pass blocking and watching Sam get hit. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, that, that makes more sense than my conspiracy theory, and that's why we'd love to have you on uh, because you can obviously put it in a perspective that uh, we can't. Um, all right, so the bye week is here. Thank goodness they can't lose this Sunday or this week because they aren't playing. Um, I mean, there's nothing – you know, I mean, would you have I, – I, let me ask the most delicate way I can. Would there have been any advantage to firing Ron Rivera today or last night if you are Josh Harris, knowing that you can't even really work with the players this week beyond today because they're all mandated to have off by the CBA for the rest of the week? Yeah, they're running out of coaches. You can't fire them now. I mean, who's going to call the defense? They yeah. fired a defensive back coach, defensive coordinator, so Ron's got to call the defense and – they just got to let it play out now, and they just got to get together and, and let the players have their time off and come back, and hopefully they're 
rejuvenated and try to come up with the last quarter of the season with some competitive spirit and do the best they can because Sam is competing his ass mm-hmm. off and there are other guys competing. I'm not saying you guys are all tanking it because they have some guys that are competing. They just got to try to find some things that they can do successfully and compete in these last four games. All right, speaking of competing, that's what the Rams are doing, which is the next opponent, granted, in two weeks. Uh, they're now 6-6. Six and six. They whoop up on Joe Flacco and the Browns. Maybe not a surprise that Joe Flacco struggled a little bit late in that game, but 36-19... This Puka Nakua guy has kind of come out of nowhere for McVay and the Rams, and they're tough physically on defense. And uh, I mean, are the Rams, or at least in your eyes, are they a, a legitimate a playoff contender? I mean, I know they're right there, but are they a legitimate playoff team in your eyes? Oh, for sure. You got the Rams, you got the Packers, you got the Vikings, you got the Seahawks. They're all battling, I think, for two spots. Yeah. And the Rams, Rams, Rams are there, you know, with Puka healthy and, and Stafford throwing the ball the way he is, and they still have Aaron Donald. Uh, wouldn't it be a treat to see Detroit play the Rams at mm. Detroit in the first round of the playoffs mm. with Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit? I think, uh, yeah, I think the Rams definitely. When you have a guy like Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Puka, um, Sean McVay calling plays, and Aaron Donald and, and, and Raheem Morris on defense, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be right there at the end. The 49ers – just uh, broke out the whooping stick on the Eagles after the first quarter. How do you explain being so dead on arrival in the first quarter and then just exploding for 14 points in each of the last three quarters and a 42-burger on the defending NFC champions? I think they just stick with their plan. Kyle does a good job of sticking with the plan. He doesn't get too out of whack. If things don't go well early, he's going to stick with McCaffrey. He's going to get the screens out to Debo. He's going to get the ball in space to his playmakers, and they are going to make plays. That's what they do, and that's the beauty of the 49ers. They have different ways to hurt you with Kittle and Debo and Ayuk and obviously McCaffrey, and then you can always run it left. If you want to run it left, you can run it left. You saw him run it left behind Trent for many, many yards and many first downs, so they are a very good football team. I think the best roster in NFL, right, offensively. Yeah, when they're healthy, right? By far, yeah. yeah, by far the best roster in pro football, top to bottom. Are you still one Are, are you still one of these guys? And I shouldn't say are you still. Are you one of these guys that believe in San Francisco it's more about the system as opposed to the healthy talent operating at a high level within that system? I think if those players from San Francisco came over here to the Washington Commanders, I think the Washington Commanders would be winning the division for sure. Mm. Don't you, Chris? If you take that roster and yeah. you bring it to another city, any other city, they're going to have success because their coaches know what they're doing. Right. I mean, you got sure. it. It's hard to it's hard to screw that team up. I mean, you can call whatever you want. I mean, you run the ball successfully. Right. You can run screens out the Debo. The receivers all blocked. They're all physical. Uh, Juwan Jennings and Debo, they block and Ayuk, they, I mean, they block safeties, they dig them out, they block for their buddies on the screens, um, yeah and then they also can run and they can run routes and they're physical and obviously they have the best running back in pro football, so yeah, and they have a quarterback that's, you know, being compared to Joe Montana, so there's really not a weakness on that football team. I agree Jay Gruden with us for another minute or two um, did you see the uh, double reverse touchdown to Jamison Williams that uh, the uh, boy wonder over there, uh, the uh, offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, uh, who is every you know who everybody is salivating over? Did you see him dial uh, that up? And and what do you make of what you know about him moving forward? Well, he's done a great job. You know, Jared Goff is a, is a very good quarterback. It's good to have a veteran like that. But you have to do some different things with Jared. You can't just drop back and throw it. He does mm-hmm. a good job at the running game. Montgomery and Gibbs, they do a great job. 
They have two outstanding backs, and they have a very good tight end. This rookie tight end was a great pick, and I've mentioned before how important yep. a tight end is in some of these offenses. Sam Laporte is emerging as a top three tight end in the National Football League. And obviously, uh, with uh, St. Brown, he's a great player. And then they throw in the, the fun stuff, the reverses and some of the double passes and the flea flickers to make it fun for the offense, and they, they're successful with them. No doubt about it. Uh, tough injury for Tank Dell and Texans. Uh, that was a team you were on early. We'll see how they recover, but at least they won yesterday uh, on that game ceiling interception at the end, breaking up the Broncos' five-game winning streak. So many great storylines. I wish we had more time for them all. Uh, Jay, appreciate you as always. Good to catch up with you. We'll speak to you next Monday, uh, and uh, yeah, maybe you can help Louisville get a touchdown at some point uh, here uh, uh, yeah, moving forward. Yeah, bring that up, Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They still had a great year. I know. First year. I know they did. I know they did. You're my guy. You know that. I got to bust your chops a little bit. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate you. All right, that is Jay Gruden on air and on the road. Jay Gruden driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax. F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt Chevrolet in Strolling All Home, the Ted Britt for Life, Lifetime Vehicle Covered C, and shop them all at tedbritt.com. We'll take a time out here at the top of the hour. We'll come back. We'll hear a little bit from Ron Rivera once that gets going. We won't stay with it long because it's often boring and a bunch of nonsense, but we will try and get the nitty-gritty if there's any nitty-gritty to be had at this point and then back to your phone calls on the team 980 and the odyssey app t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.